So the one thing that's on my heart today and every day, uh, specifically for us as, as black men, we need to start taking responsibility for leadership in the community. And to me, the biggest part of that is holding each other accountable, supporting each other, uplifting each other, and helping us to be better as men for ourselves, for each other, for the women in our community and the children. We are the guides and we can't guide when we are trying to either be selfish or be in control. So um, this show and the conversation that we have in this show is all to me about putting out an example of what it looks like when black men come together to do great things for the community. Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black Pop, come on this thing. This has been Joy. Katie, this is Gabby. This is Talk It Out. Yo, what's good? This is your boy Q from Chopping Over Q and the Critical Dub Network. And you are tuned in to the Playroom Team. Yeah. It's official, man. Let's do it. It's that time. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning in to the flagrant two with the big homie D Murph, where I literally, and I mean literally, always got something to say. Verbally or even non-verbally. Y'all ready? I know I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, y'all, world podcasters. To the black community, especially. Y'all see the title. You see it. Don't, 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 no, don't judge. But I have a dope brother out and I don't know if they say is that the Midwest. I don't know, but he representing the corn huskers, right? Nebraska. No. Yeah. <laughs> I told y'all, but y'all be I know he got something to say, but world, I got project manager by day. By black podcast host by night. Just working recording. And quietly plotting a black economic revolution in his spare time. And in his spare time, he's rocking with me, yours truly, Mr. Gerald Jones. What's up, big dog? Welcome to the Flake. Man. Whew. That's a hell of an intro. Um, <laughs> ain't, <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't nothing up. Ain't nothing going on but the rent right now. Amen. 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 So, like I was telling the, the world, man, and this is definitely going to be up for a good discussion. Voice of black business, buying black. But before we get to that, introduce yourself, man. Just let the world know a little more about Mr. GJ, Mr. Jones. Yes, yes. So, y'all, my name is Gerald W. Jones the second. Got to put that second on there because had a first and I got a third, and we're gonna see if we can turn this thing into a, a dynasty. Come but, on um, in. <laughs> um, I am. Um, I don't even know what to say about myself. I like I said, project manager by day. I'm a. I'm a, what you would call a performance consultant. I, I solve problems for a living, and aside from doing that take care of my family and i've got this podcast that is really just is growing into a, a media platform for sun to itself and i interview black business owners i give them a platform to get in front of more people than they normally would for free and when they come on my platform they're teaching specific skills that entrepreneurs out there in the audience can pick up move on immediately and start moving towards success all with the purpose of just helping us to take ownership of the black economy so that eventually 
we will not have to lean on anybody for our own subsistence because in order to be free we got to be able to take care of ourselves till we get to that point we can't call ourselves free people in this nation mm. powerful powerful so how long have you been podcasting man how long have you had this idea of just reaching back and allowing black entrepreneurs to be able to voice their their opinion and or just kind of promote their business so the idea came uh, around april of last year okay. but i launched the podcast on july 5th 2017 okay. and i did that on purpose that was the one year anniversary of uh, alton sterling being uh murdered down in baton rouge mm -hmm. and and the his death and the death of philando castile were really the catalysts that told me you got to get up and do something i just didn't know what that something was yet powerful powerful and, and that's and then rest in peace to those gentlemen and for those women as well and other people especially in our community that has lost their life due to police brutality so you talk about your 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 continuing a legacy and you are a, a family man and then you want to keep like you said the third and keep it going i got d3 myself i'm a junior so i understand where you're okay. coming from brother you know <laughs> what i mean and listen stop laughing i'm just being honest you know there's something about that name you know then we say hey, if i like it you should love it too even though they didn't have a choice but anyway so how has balancing everything been for you you know, it's, it's, it's actually been really good. Okay. Um, I, I work for a really good company and I let them know as soon as I started this podcast, like, hey, I got this thing going on. Mm. It's an art project that I'm doing on my own time. And uh, and this is what it's for. Mm. And, you know, everybody I talked to, they were just like, man, that's incredible. You know, uh, and they had my back. So that's been good. And, and over the year that I've been doing it now, a year and about three months um, I've just gotten the processes of doing this podcast kind of just in sync. I've automated a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And so it was really hard at the beginning as I was trying to get guests. But now that I'm at a point where I actually have guests who schedule with me through my website, I honestly half the time I haven't talked to them or I haven't looked at anything until I get a message on my phone saying, hey, you got to call in 30 minutes for a pre-interview. Nice. And then I'll go to my website, I'll look at their information, and then I'll give them a call, and we do the thing. So it's actually really easy now because I've got the processes in place to just, it automates itself. And really, I just, you know, my phone tells me when I got to get on a call, I talk to somebody, I learn about them, we schedule the interview, and then, hey, we hop on and we do the show. So it, it's really, it, it's not it's not a tough thing when you when you get the processes right. Now, now, Gerald, now I'm going to be real. Now, my listeners, they like Murph. I'm glad you thinking about us. Two things. Where do you work at, like, where they can just support you? Like, I don't even tell my employer what I, for real. Because I feel like if they know what I'm doing, they either going to find a way for me to be gone or they just going to just be, you know, watching my every move to find, find out something that I don't talk about. You know what I mean? Because that's just yeah. how I look at it. Now, on the flip side, I am Derek Murphy, though. So if you Google it, you will see. You know what I mean? So right. I'm not trying to hide it, but um, yeah, it's a thing that has been something that came up and that I've been receiving. Hey, do your job? No, no, not really. So if I take a day off, if in my opinion, if they knew what I was doing, they're like, mm -hmm, he's not loyal to the company. So that's why I'm like, you know. But anyway, that's my reasons behind it. And then number two, if you can let the world know your social handle and your website, because I'm sure they want to dive in deep as we're 
uh, recording right now so they can check it out yeah absolutely so so for number one that's a huge risk right it's a huge risk to be that proactively open and i i'm a risk management type person okay I, I chose to take that risk because the company I work for, they say in their values that they exist to empower people. Mm. And so I'm doing a podcast that exists to empower a community that that I care about. And I felt like if I can't be honest and open with the company about this thing that I'm doing that I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. if, if they would take negative action on me for that. That's not really a company I'm supposed to be with anyway. So I Mm. said, you know, for me to be honest, for me to be honest with myself and to feel like I can go and fully be engaged in the thing that I love doing. I need everybody who knows me to know that I'm doing it because I don't I'm not the type of person that wants to feel like I'm having to hide something or I got to live two lives. I I got one life. I'm going to live it to the fullest and everybody's going to know what I'm about. And so that's that's why I chose to take that risk. And and it paid off. They I've. I've had the support of the folks and that really was liberating. Um, now to question number two, uh, I'm very easy to find. If you uh, look at, if you just put in by black podcast, there is no other. So I'm at by black podcast on every social. And then if you're looking for me personally, I'm at G W J O N E S I I Gerald W. Jones, the second on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, those are the two uh, handles that you're going to find me at. One for my personal, one for the business. Powerful, powerful. And I'm going to say powerful a lot because I applaud you. And that's powerful that, like you said, if this company, if their mission statement or part of their core values is to empower people, I am empowering myself. I'm going to be who I am. That's powerful. Because I had, like I said, man, I've had some uh, experience before the current job I, uh, the current job I met they question anytime I wanted time off. They question my loyalty. So I'm just like, well, hey, if you find it, it's on you. But hey, you know, don't let that stop me from progressing. And as of right now, thank God that it really, in my opinion, hasn't interfered or no one is caught with quote unquote of it. So I definitely right. applaud you, brother, on that. And for, well, oh. so real quick with that though, so so you know, it, it's a two way street, right? I know what the company's values are. And I need to make sure whatever I'm doing uh, aligns with those values because, you know, even though my my content is extremely positive, it's content that anybody of any race can ingest and be better. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody out there wearing a red hat will see the name of my podcast, immediately decide they want to hurt me mm-hmm. or hurt anybody associated with me and try to and try to uh, associate a company with my stuff in a negative light in a way that would try to cause them to get rid of me. I can see that happening just by the name of my show. Mm -hmm. And so I make sure I put out content that if anybody is to go into my content and say, well, what is this dude really about? Mm -hmm. They're gonna find nothing but love. They're gonna find nothing but empowerment. They're gonna find 100% I am pro-black, but that doesn't mean I'm anti anybody else. And everybody is, is welcome to come engage with my content, but you're only welcome to come and create content with me if you are a black business owner, because that's what my show is built to support. And I'm never going to um, be ashamed of that. And I'm never going to let anybody shame me for promoting a specific group of people with content that is available for everybody. There it is. And, and, and 
one thing I, I want to applaud you is for your confidence, your pro-blackness, and just like you said, if they're going to look at the title and try to degrade you or not listen, shame on them for not having an open mind. So I definitely salute you, brother, on that note. And because buying black is how I came across Mr. Jones. So, world, I'm sure you guys listening like, yeah, Murph, how did you and Mr. Jones or Gerald link up? Well, actually, I was at work debating about buying black. I wasn't against it. I wasn't for it, but I was ear hustling. And I said, man, I got to have somebody out in this podcast world, especially in this game that's of color, that's talking about it. And then I typed it in and voila, Mr. Gerald Jones came up. And, and this is exactly what we we're going to hit on. So for you, what is buying black for you means? So for me, what that means is in every opportunity that we have to support a black owned business, we should support. Um, and that's a hard thing to get a lot of people across because if you're not an entrepreneur, if you're not a business owner, a lot of times the, the mindset does not allow you to logically make the decision to buy black. And I, what I mean by that is most of our businesses are small businesses. Small businesses don't have a whole bunch of capital or economies of scale to drop our prices in such a way that we can compete with your Walmarts and your Targets and things like that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we'll make that decision to say, well, you know, why should I pay more for this? I'm just gonna go down here where it's cheaper. But it's an investment to buy black. It is a, a conscious decision to pay a little bit extra in in some cases to support a black owned business but it's also not just i'm gonna buy from you because you're a black business it's also caring enough about our businesses to hold them accountable mm -hmm. and to give the feedback and say you know i came to your business i had this experience you need to improve this that or the other if you're gonna grow that's another thing that that our black businesses don't get we don't get the feedback all we get is, I had a bad experience, so I'm never going to buy from black-owned business again. No, no, no. Care enough about them to go and say, hey, this is what happened. Here is a feedback to make your business better. We need that from the internal community because nobody else is going to give it to us. Y'all heard it. And that's exactly how it came about. I had a uh, one of the... This person had a bad experience with black owned when it was black and was like, see, that's why I don't give us a chance. I'm like, and I know I shouldn't be talking like this at work, but it was just something that caught my attention. I just said, yo, everybody make mistakes. But when we make mistakes, we don't, it's hard for us to get that second chance or to redeem ourselves. And that's not fair, especially when we need our dollars back in our community. You know what I mean? And like you said, we already got to work 10 times as hard or harder than the average persuasion or the average race. And here, like you said, instead of giving us that feedback and saying, hey, yo, Murph, hey, bro, yeah, this, this restaurant is clean, but man, your food temperature was off or the service sucked. You know what, bro? Next time you come in, I, or ma'am, I got you free. Everything free is on the house. You know what I'm saying? So my question to you is why do you think we don't give each other that that feedback or that that criticism okay so short answer slaves um but longer answer we have been conditioned from the centuries of us being in this country to 
devalue ourselves and our peers and see blackness as less. And it was ever since the um, ever since the Civil Rights Act, ever since desegregation, um, we have our businesses have been going downhill because as soon as we were allowed to buy in stores that were not black owned, it became a status symbol for black people. I don't have to buy from that black business mm. right and so then now we're in a situation where our mindset is i'm giving you a chance to prove to me that you're as good as these white folks mm -hmm. and if you make a mistake that's i have an excuse see that's why i don't mm. that's why i don't go down there with mm -hmm. those people if i got the money i'm gonna stay up here with these good people and these good businesses mm. i'm not going to deal with black businesses until they can get on par with these businesses not even taking into account the fact that from white owned or other owned businesses you get bad service all the time we complain about bad service all the time but we keep going back mm -hmm. and so it's it's an illogical thing that we do but we're conditioned to think that way we we've been conditioned to see our blackness as lesser than and so we pass that along to our businesses and say i'm gonna give you a shot as opposed to you are my default and i'm going to give you as many chances as i can to improve your business before i go somewhere else and I read a few sources but they were saying basically black America are a buying power by 2000 basically by the end of next year it will be at a 1.4 trillion we got the purchasing power but we still don't support our people so then uh, and I, I have a problem with that terminology um, with with buying power that's something we always use in the black communities like we got 1.3 trillion we got 1.4 trillion mm -hmm. it's a buying power buying power buying power but you know the buyer is not the person with the power the owner is the person with the power and so it's one thing to say yeah we have all this income right but that income is going towards paying bills and it's going towards buying foods and services and the things we want and everything like that mm -hmm. but if we don't own anything if we don't own any assets we really don't have any power and um so it's an interesting thing with um That's with true. those numbers um you you've heard of the nielsen corporation yes sir yep all right so so nielsen is actually the ones who put out these these uh these surveys. industry reports yep yeah I and they're and they're and they're marketing reports and if you ever get in there and read them especially about the black community and when it comes to the amount of money we have to spend the way they're written they are written for white companies and they're written to say this is how you need to market to the black people who have this money so that you can get it in your hands. Mm. And so even those 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 things that come out and say black community 1.3 1.4 trillion mm -hmm. those are marketed to people telling them here's how you get their money. And so it's right, it's correct. We have the money to spend but we need to be looking at it and saying as business owners i need to ingest that report and figure out how to market to my own people or if those reports are written for people outside of our community and it's a different way that we internally have to market to each other we need to start developing that intellectual capital then we need to start putting out our own reports that say here is how 
a black business needs to market to the black community. Mm -hmm. Here's how a black business needs to market to other demographics to get that money coming into the black community, because that information isn't out there for us. And that's why me and you are together on this show, because we had to do our research to get to where we are. Like I, I'm, I'm just for the new listeners. Thank you for tuning in for the listeners that um, Gerald has brought over. Thank you for for rocking with me. Uh, I just want to introduce myself kind of a little bit. Like most of my guests have been people of color. Uh, my co-host um, is a person of color, and, and, and like you said, I respect all races, all nationalities, but I really feel. A responsibility because the blessings that I've received, I can pass that on to our people. I just feel like that. And some people look at me different, but having a mentor of color, we know the struggle. So what I mean by that in more details is that at the end of the day, when you look in the mirror, when, like you said, the, the, the quick word, the quick phrase, slaves, the quick answer, slaves. You want to leave that legacy when you gave back to your community. You don't want to be known as that guy that, hey, even though Gerald is black, he sound white. Or why do he want to change his swag to you know, portray himself as a different person? So that's huge for what you're doing and for what we're doing because we're taking the time to research and to put other people of color on, whether it's our platform or support their businesses or any endeavors that they might have. Because as we said offline, we all we got in this. And as a podcast and we having these platforms that are very successful, I just hope we continue to push with any negative feedback or times when it gets tough where we still stay strong to who we are so again i'll salute you on that brother yeah well you know so it's interesting you talk about that the the those dividers that we have in the community uh you know light versus dark uh talking white or you mm -hmm. know good hair versus bad mm -hmm. hair all those things right mm -hmm. all those things go back to the divisions that were put into us from from slavery yes sir but you know looking into my into my own past you know i i grew up in a in a private school i was the only black kid in my grade all the way up until i was going to high school and my parents finally let me go to a public school um at church i was the only kid at church that was in a private school and i talked different from everybody else so i didn't fit in anywhere um but growing up i had uh i had a chip on my shoulder towards black people and blackness even as i was in my black family loving my black family and, and friends it was just uh, i was picked on i was talked about i was teased for talking too white and doing this and doing mm -hmm. that and uh you know a lot of my my early adulthood i had a chip on my shoulder towards black people and blackness mm -hmm. and i was that dude i was the dude who was like we'll see if they would just pull up their pants and talk like me and go in and do this and do that i haven't had any problems building my career they need to fix themselves i was that dude i was that backwards thinking messed up dude mm. and it it took um and a couple of experiences in succession for me to do that self-evaluation that self-look and and to really completely turn my outlook on both myself and, and the and the self-hatred i had of of being a black man and then my um my anger towards other black people and to really flip that around and say you know no you are like you said we we are privileged we are blessed and 
the experiences I've had in my life, the the doors I've been able to open and get myself into, and then the things I've learned since I've gotten into those doors, it's my responsibility not to say, get like me so you can get it. It's my responsibility to say, hey, I'm here and I'm getting these secrets. Now let me take them back home mm -hmm. and let me start sharing those so that other people can open their own doors. That's like you said, that's our responsibility. And it and for some people, they never get there. For some people, it takes something happening to jog that open and say, you know, I've been wrong mm -hmm. and I need to change who I am for the rest of my life. I had that experience and it was just around that time when um, I was going through that transformation. And then, like I said, uh, July 5th, 2016 and then July 6th, 2016, the back-to-back the -back of Alton Sterling, Philando Castile, that was kind of my, that was the last thing that tipped me over the edge and said, you have to do something mm. and it has to be huge. You're mm. too valuable a person to just sit here and say, well, my family's straight, so I don't know what y'all gonna do. And thank you. Thank you for being able to Look at the bigger picture, man, because it's, it's unfortunate that people still don't know how to bounce back or people just lose their community support. They mm -hmm. lose their black cards, so to speak. So um, for, for you to, to be able to dig deep within, I can only imagine the struggles, especially like you said, the resentment for, for a long time being you know picked on and, and just looked at a certain way. Some people, man, it, they never bounce back. And where that goes back to our mental uh, mental health, uh, being depressed and just you know not feeling worthy. So again, salute to you, brother. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell you, I have never been happier or more peaceful in my in my soul and in my life than in the last few years. And I'm talking relationships at home, relationships with my family, relationships with friends, uh, finding who I really was the whole time, and then becoming growing into that man it's a piece that um I, I i hope that other people get to feel and, and find in their life listeners i hope y'all listen you got a brother right here that letting letting this story be told from you know like i said from being now a, a dope podcaster he does his project management during the day he's taking time with me and spending you know spending you know taking time out of his day to spend time with me and to give you guys some gems and nuggets and even inspiration. So for those listeners, it's some it's I, I bet you it's that one listener. It's probably where one person right now that's listening, like, man, I appreciate Gerald for coming on and and, and realizing his roots, realizing who he is, because I'm still trying to find myself. So my question to you is can you give uh, uh any type of tip or a sense of direction for that person that's kind of in the middle. They, they they don't know how to come out that funk or that shell to be who they are or to find themselves. Yeah. So <clears throat> what I found most times is the people who are who are feeling that or who are suffering from that, they um, they lean conservative politically. You know, I, I lean conservative politically and it's it's a hard life being a black conservative because you end up aligning yourself with white supremacy um, because we're only given two choices. Either 
you're over here and you're with the culture or you're over here and you're against it. And those two things don't, they're not mutually exclusive. There's a lot of conservative black people who are quote unquote Democrats because the Republican party is basically the white supremacist party. And being uh, a person who is conservative, but cannot separate themselves from that party and their version of conservatism that's where you you end up in that in that thing where i know i'm black but uh, i'm rejected by black people here and there's some of these things that just make me cringe but everything else i agree with and and it's a struggle i tell you the the, the thing that i recommend is if you find yourself in that place trying to marry up your more conservative views on government with your love of your own blackness i would dig into um malcolm x i would dig into el Haj malik Shabazz and and just find YouTube so many of his different videos because he was very clearly a conservative thinker he did not want the government to come in and do anything he didn't want Democrats he didn't want Republicans he said leave us alone we got it we need our own schools we need our own businesses we need to be able to pick up arms and protect our communities when we are attacked we need to be able to protect our women and our children and we need to not be ashamed of the fact that we will take up arms to protect ourselves that was malcolm x's message and it is a very conservative message but as we all know it is also a very pro-black message and when i uh when i learned how to both love myself and my community and uh, stay true to my conservative roots and not back the the mess that is going on over there and mm -hmm. separate myself from republicanism and, and uh, all this other stuff. <laughs> yes, um, that was also where I found I was able to find my truth. I didn't have to give up anything about who I am inside, what I believe, my ideologies. Um, and I also didn't have to align myself with white supremacy. And, and once I was able to break those bonds and say white supremacy you can stay over here and i'm going to fight you everywhere i can and i'm also going to be a, a conservative i'm also going to be myself and i'm also going to be very pro black and pro black community and i'm going to use the skills that i have and the experiences that i have to grow my community from a conservative ideology that is what helped me to kind of find and center myself and be proud of everything that is me uh, a lot of times I feel like it's the black conservative is the person who's constantly feeling like they're in that battle, both uh, to the right of them and to the left. And they're trying to somehow figure it all out. Uh, find Malcolm X and, and, and learn how to separate your conservatism from white supremacy. Take ownership of the conservatism in you and completely just get rid of the white supremacy stuff and fight it everywhere you can and you will find peace you you heard mr jones y'all fight and i close the show with fight the good fight and again a lot now there you go for those lists like that makes sense murph that's why i do that because or did that because every day it's a battle every day every day i ain't gonna say a struggle Cause I didn't lose But it's a battle I have to have that armor Or protection Because I, I am a husband 
I am a father and I got to make sure my kids understand that I'm strong and I get to be who I am no matter where I am, wherever, no matter where they see me, you know, environment, whether it's at work, on the show or at home or out in public. And that's something I believe. I believe it's a battle to be like you said, to be consistent with who you are without mm-hmm. having to, you know, be a chameleon. You know what I mean? So. Again, salute for, for salute to you for being who you are and staying who you are. So Kaepernick, I want to bring up Kaepernick. Little sports, but not really. Did okay. Nike? Did Nike do that? Far as paying Colin Kaepernick under the table to get more blacks to purchase Nike? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I, I would have, I would have everybody look at the fact that Nike's demographics for who actually buys their most expensive products mm-hmm. was already people of color. Perfect. So it wasn't a matter of, we got to go get them. It was already, we are them. They are who we are mm. as a brand. Yes, sir. Now I'm not, I'm not saying that the, the people who are in the executive suite of Nike, are 100% all in fist in the air um, for our cause. Right. But a really good smart brand knows who its target audience is. Mm. It knows who its target customer is and it knows who it can afford to say I don't need or want your money. Mm. And then it's going to align its messages and it's going to align its company with the people who want to associate with that brand or it's going to make sure that it puts out a brand that speaks to the people that it wants to attract nike has always wanted to attract athletes it's always wanted to attract champions it's always wanted to attract people who are overcoming odds in order to be the best there's nothing different about the campaign that nike is doing with colin kaepernick now than the campaign that they've done with michael jordan in the past with serena williams with anyone else it is it is 100 percent on brand and it always has been the only thing that's different now is that it seems like they're having to pick a side they're not having to pick a side they didn't have to pick a side mm-hmm. that's just who their customer already was that's who they already were but now it's just these other people are looking in there saying oh well you've let me down i'm mm-hmm. done with you okay well your 30 dollar pair of shoes that you bought once every three years <laughs> we can do without that right right these dudes are buying new Jordans every six months. So yes, yeah. very happy to have your, you know, I don't know what the joke was online, but like, you know, the air, um, I don't know, <laughs> Clifford's or something <laughs> like that. Right. Like, like I'm good. I'm yes, good sir. without selling that pair. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But no, I, mean, I appreciate that. Cause I know that was another debate as far as Nike. And I was like, Nike always took care. I believe, of you know the athletes especially of color like you said the michael jordans uh, serena williams and, and and just people that held tiger woods they still was playing yes. tiger woods even after his you know productivity went down when he went through that divorce and all the allegations they still have him under contract so well and if you look at who nike brings in uh, they want someone who inspires the thoughts of 
greatness and championships. They mm-hmm. they don't just want somebody as as the face of their company who's good at sports, who's good at this. They want a transformational leader. They always have. I mean, who is their front people? It's it's a Serena Williams, it's a LeBron James, it's a Michael Jordan, right. it's a Colin Kaepernick. Right. If you're a transformational force mm. of nature, Nike wants you on the front of their stuff because Nike wants people to say I wear this swoosh because I am also a transformational force of nature. That's called branding. Hey y'all, uh, yeah, did y'all chew that up? I know y'all got to go back and check out some Malcolm X videos and also listen to this show. So I recommend do it in segments, do it in increments. So because it's a lot, it's a lot right now, y'all. I'm telling you, I'm even like, whoo, spitting some heat, man. So. I know earlier during the introduction, we talked about where you're living at and you made uh, a comment or a sigh or a gesture that caught my attention. <laughs> so and that's why I, that's why you laughing. So do you you living in Nebraska right now, right? I, I do. I live I live in Omaha, Nebraska. That's right. Yes, sir. So when I talked about the corn huskers. Can yeah, you just explain uh-huh. to the world what that meant? Are you a corn husker um, fan, or you just sound like man, Murph? You know, I'm I'm buying black, ain't nothing but you know, I don't know. So just go ahead right. and explain yourself, so, brother. So here's the situation: <laughs> I, as a as an individual human being, am a sports curse on the places where I live. All right, I'm originally from Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, that's my home. I don't know if you seen my Razorbacks this year, or the last. Four, five, six, twelve, twenty, forty years. But yes, sir. my Razorback football team, even when we get good, we get a coach that decides to, you know, cheat on his wife and have a motorcycle accident and get fired. And now he's gone back to Louisville and we've had crappy coaches ever since. We can't get right. And so my Razorbacks are trash. And then, you know, Nebraska back in the 90s, they used to be championship this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I moved here, they went from, you know, six and six to four and nine to three and nine to I think they zero in something this year. I'm a curse. So I'm not claiming corn huskers. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm having a hard time even looking at my Razorbacks mouse pad here next to my computer. Every, just that my teams can't get right. Yes, I, if I'm not playing, they don't win. And yes, I ain't sir. playing football. So, yes, sir. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. But I will have a positive thing to say about those Razorbacks. Mr. Nolan Richardson, I will have to say that's one of the most inspiring collegiate teams that I've been able to watch. And that was huge. Even to this day, when I go watch their documentaries, I'm like, wow. They had what, Scotty Thurman, Corliss Williamson. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Corliss was really the only one who, who went to the league. You know, they had a team full of good players and they won a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, these days you you got a, a Kentucky or a Duke or something with a with a bunch of one and duns and right. the best players in the world, and they go out competing for championships. Nolan took a, a team of good guys, yes. and one you know person who ended up having a really good uh, NBA career, and he turned that into a championship team. Actually, so talking about Arkansas, you know, there's a there's a curse, uh, the Nolan curse. Um, and we talk about that every year. Uh, definitely talking about it right now. You know, until Arkansas does right by him, I mean, he he put that Whoopi Goldberg curse on him. Yeah. Um, they ain't done nothing, nothing since, in yo. any ball sport since 
that Arkansas did Nolan wrong in in getting rid of him. That's what I was going to say. For those listeners that might not know about sports, yeah, that the University of Arkansas, they had, I don't know if it was contract dispute, whatever it is, they couldn't come to an agreement. And after he done so much for that university and that community, they let him go without really without a solid explanation. Mhm. Yeah, it was it was, it was a hard time, but um, you know, he gave him that claw hand on the way out, mm. and they ain't been able to recover from it since. <laughs> ain't been right since, y'all. Ain't been <laughs> right since. But Mr. Jones, Gerald, GJ, the second. Yes, sir. Hey, brother. Hey, man. You, you, I thank you for being on the show. Uh, I look forward to, I don't know if I'm going to go to Nebraska, but I would definitely, in our, especially as we continue to grow. Would like to do this again. I'm sure we're going to have listeners with questions. I'm sure we're going to have some some dope feedback. So, if you just want to let the world know how to reach you, as well as your website on how to be a guest or how you can be a guest, go ahead, brothers. So that way we can continue to uplift each other and give each other just basically that exposure, man. All right, so I'm gonna do that. Can I can I throw one more piece of homework in for everybody? Go, go, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. All right. So um, for my people who are out here who uh, are, are marketing nerds or branding nerds, or, or you want to understand how to connect with an audience, um, go to YouTube and find the Kaepernick commercial, the two minute version of the Kaepernick commercial, and then open a different tab and go to YouTube. And look up Dodge Super Bowl commercial 2013. And it's another two-minute commercial. And I want you to watch those videos back to back. And I make the argument right here and right now that those two videos, those two commercials are the exact same commercial. Exact same intent and message. Mm. But two different audiences. And anybody who wants to understand how to brand themselves and how to speak directly to a target audience needs to look at those two videos as many times as you can back and forth and try to understand just exactly what those companies were doing with those videos. All right. So that's the last piece of homework. Ooh, how to find me. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute. Wait, they actually, they going to stop. They rewinding it right now to get back to what you said. But y'all listen to the show and then go back to it. But go ahead, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, how to find me. Everything is by black podcast. B-U-Y-B-L-A-C-K-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. My website is byblackpodcast.com. Like I said before, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, I'm at By Black Podcast. And if you email me, it is G-E-R-A-L-D at ByBlackPodcast.com. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, you just got to gotta have a, a business and you have to have something actionable to teach my audience. I do the show live on Facebook now. So if, we, if you do come on the show, we'll be live on Skype have the video it'll be on facebook people will engage ask you questions it's a really great interactive uh, format and you can uh, sign up to be a guest on the show by going to my website byblackpodcast.com slash podcast uh, dash guest or just go there and at the very top of the thing it says what do you want to do and one of the options is be a guest click on that it's that simple um but other than that that's where you find all my content and then the other most important thing about that website if you want to start a business and you don't know how 
I have over 250 resources on the website. All you have to do is log in with your social media account and that'll give you an account for free. You can get to resources such as somebody says, hey, I don't know how to register a business in my state. You literally can go to my thing and it says register a business name in your state and you click on the button and then it has 50 different links, each with the name of a state. You click on that and it takes you straight to the Secretary of State's webpage for your state for starting a business, has all the forms you need. You can usually sign up right there and get your business registered online with your state. And it keeps us from doing that thing that we often do in the black community of going to five or six different buildings, all sending us something else. It takes a month and a half. It's super expensive. And we end up paying somebody else to do it. Nope. I'll give you the resources right there on the website. You can get it done. You can start your business. And there's 200 more that are in that website. So everything that I build, I've tried to build it to make it easy for us to get into business, to grow our businesses and to connect with each other and share resources. That's what I'm all about. Well, you know, after this, y'all, the big homie will be going on there as well just to pick up a few pointers and some tips so I can expand and grow my brand. So, y'all, make sure y'all go follow. Make sure you check out the website. Support where you can. Be a guest. Invite them on your show. Whatever you got to do, just make sure you guys stay in contact with Mr. Jones. And for those first-time listeners, again, I greatly appreciate you guys. For the avid listeners, what up? We at it again for another great week. And also, guys, to find me personally, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at itsdemurf. Email me, itsdemurf at yahoo.com. I appreciate y'all for real. And y'all, oh, before I forget, y'all can find the show on most platforms, including iHeartRadio, as well as Spotify. And now, this time, I'm for real, y'all. And y'all already know how I close the show. Don't lose yourself with life problems. Stay strong and fight the good fight. It's a lot going on day in and day out. Man, it's a grind. Don't lose the vision. Fight the good fight. D-Murph, you did it again Setting trends like you winning the win Fighting a good fight, sick of the sins Connecting dots now with all the pins We just trying to be good men Adore my wife and I love my kids I never let them down, never let them frown Never let a clown take a crown Hit me cause I'm brown, that's okay I got the blood of a king Saw it in the dream, ain't all with a scene Try to turn us to fiends We drown in the streams while we chasing that dream It's all about the dollar bill, y'all And stop chasing that thrill, y'all These beliefs trying to kill y'all I'm just here trying to heal ya. So listen as we work, dropping them gems now, rocking with D Murph. Tuning in as we get it in, so melanin, being better men, we so adamant about the culture. Sick that is vultures. We in the game now, watch how we coach ya. Keep your guns in the holster. Love is life, and that's how we approach ya. Huh?